I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On the show, I want to tell the real stories of the real people behind the mic. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who found this show because of last week's episode about Andre Ko and his relationship with his father, the great Atoy Ko. Or if you're a regular follower, a regular listener of the show, thank you as well. Really appreciate you being here. And if you haven't yet, please go ahead and follow the show on Spotify. It'll mean so much to me, especially as we try to fight the algorithm And while we're at it, please go ahead and give me a five-star rating on Spotify as well. If you enjoy the show and want to support it with your money, you can actually do that through your online shopping over on Shopee at no extra cost to you. Here's how. On your mobile phone browser, just type the URL podlink.co slash ondeck. Again, that's podlink.co slash O-N-D-E-C-K. It'll take you straight to the Shopee app. From there, just add to cart and checkout. And a portion of what you spend will go to Podcast Network Asia and On Deck with Stan C at no extra cost to you. So again, the Shopee affiliate link is podlink.co slash ondeck. When I started planning what season four of this podcast would look like, I sent out a tweet asking people what they'd like to hear. And for some reason, I got a lot of tweets and messages from people who asked about my look, ma, I made it moment. And it's funny because for years, I never really thought that I had a moment that made me go, look, ma, I made it. It's not like I had my very first huge TV show or this huge job up until recently that really made me go that everything I'd done led up to that point. Parang wala eh. But I guess coming from a stereotypical Chinoy family or a Chinese-Filipino family, it's always been weird being that kid who wanted to pursue a career outside of business, outside of corporate. Because for our family... All we ever really knew was being in the corporate world or running or managing your own business or being a professional, which, you know, when I was younger, I never really thought that what I would do would be considered being a professional. So for context, my dad used to tell me stories growing up about how my uncle, my grandfather, when he was alive, his crowning achievement was that he raised six professionals, two doctors, two engineers, and two accountants. And I guess when you talk about it in that sense, for them, their definition of a professional is someone like a lawyer, an architect, a doctor, somebody na, you know, they took a licensure test. So, yun. They never really considered a career in media or in the arts because it just was something that they'd never seen for themselves. It wasn't accessible to them. 
they didn't really know a lot of people who made a career in these fields. So in their eyes, if you were successful in media or in the arts or in entertainment, it's because you were already rich to begin with or may kakilala. But in our case, as a family, we were neither of those things. Like we weren't old rich. And it's not like we knew a lot of people in these industries. So for someone like me to enter media, it was not unheard of, but it was just something that wasn't an option that they thought was there. I wouldn't say that I went through insurmountable odds, though, to carve out a place for myself as a broadcaster. Because to be fair, my dad was very supportive of my work. Like as early as my childhood years when I was writing for the Junior Inquirer, he was already telling people where my work was being published. He was buying multiple copies of the Philippine Daily Inquirer's Saturday or Sunday issue so he could get the Junior Inquirer, then give it to my grandmother, give it to his office mates, or keep one for ourselves at home. And that carried on into adulthood, like when I got into radio, because he'd be listening to every show. And he would ask me to greet his friends or he'd tell people to listen to whatever station I was on at whatever time. And when I guessed it on other shows, especially TV, he'd be the first to share about it. Like he'd just basically be a stage dad. And I mentioned this in a Chinoy TV interview I did a couple of weeks ago. At this point, I've actually gotten over the need for him to explicitly say, I'm proud of you, son. Because to me, the actions have really spoken much louder than words. My mom, though, was a different story. To understand my mom, you have to know that she grew up not having a lot in life. She and her three siblings grew up with my grandparents in a tiny one-bedroom apartment in Binondo. And that's six people sharing a very small space. My mom told me stories about my maternal grandfather, so my guacong in Chinese how he worked really hard through each semester to pay off the money he loaned from a compare, a kakilala, or a friend. So he would loan the money to pay for yung tuition fee ng mom ko and the mga siblings niya. And then he would work super hard, pay off that loan, send them to school only to repeat that pattern again come the next enrollment period. So looking at my mom, it made sense that all she wanted in life was for her family to be stable and secure. Makes sense, diba, given what she had to go through. So part of that stability is just finding something that, you know, will give you a stable and secure income and sticking with it for the rest of your career. And that kind of explains then why my mom has been in the banking industry for about 40 years up to this point. I guess that's why she couldn't understand why I was so content to just work in radio and get paid peanuts, as they say, when... I graduated from UP Diliman with Latin honors. Now, I don't say this to toot my own horn or say, oh, sobrang talino ko. I graduated from UP Diliman with Latin honors. Uh, like, I'm, I'm better than this. I'm better than everyone. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's to contextualize where the frustration from my mom was coming from about a decade ago. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At this point, about a decade ago, my mom tried getting me a job in basically any company she could think na, oh, bagay yung skills mo or bagay ka as a communications graduate. I remember she tried to get me a job at this huge telco company. And I was already doing radio at the time. I was on Mellow. I was doing the 4 to 8 p.m. shift with Chris. It was called The Factory. And my mom wanted me to do a full-time job and to balance it with the radio show, which in retrospect, sobrang weird niya kasi no employer would consider hiring you if you were already booked from like 4 to 8 p.m., especially given the fact that you'd still have to travel from wherever that workplace is to wherever their office is, right? So... I don't know, my mom, you know, she figured na I might like it at the full-time job board kasi mas malaking sweldo. So anyway, going back, she tried to get me a job at this huge telco company. And I remember going to the interview in Makati, which is the central business district here in Metro Manila. I was in my business attire. And I just remember not taking it seriously at all. Like I remember them asking me for my starting rate and I just really fucked around and gave some bullshit amount. And they asked if I was willing to drop my radio show for their company. And I was like, no, not really. So And I just really showed up just to show up, just so I can tell my mom that I did it. And then after that, you know, just move on to whatever, right? After that, she tried getting me an interview at a bank. And I was like, eh, I don't even want to submit my CV. Like, you know, I mean, if you want to work at a bank, you go work at a bank. But I didn't want to do it. I really just wanted to stay in radio and see where this career could take me. I remember one moment during this time when I was driving my mom home. And we weren't smartphone users yet at the time. So a quick little B-side here. My mom and I were still using Nokia phones at the time. And you remember how bright the screens and the backlights were just mga Nokia? And my mom, because her eyesight isn't very good, yung text on her phone was extra large. So if I were driving, I could really just glance at her side and see what she's typing on her phone. And sobrang timing lang talaga. We were driving home. I was in the driver's seat. She was in the passenger seat. And napatingin lang ako in her direction. And I noticed that she was typing something to one of her amigas, one of her kumares. And she was saying something along the lines of how disappointed she was in me. Now, here I was, this UP Diliman graduate the best of the best university, blah, 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 Latin honors, blah, blah, blah. And I was wasting my time doing this radio thing and not even making money from it. Man, let me tell you, when I saw that shit, I remember being very crushed. And we never talked about it until now. I don't know if she is literally outside my room listening to this recording, but we, we've never spoken about it. What I remember was after that moment, I told myself, I'm going to show you Papakita ko na kaya ko to, to succeed on my own. I can carve a career for myself in radio and make money para wala na siyang masasabi about what I wanted to do in my life. That's really one of the things that drove me to seek out whatever job, whatever gig, whatever racket. 
that I could balance with my radio show for years. Like if you'd met me years ago, you would know that I wasn't just doing the radio show. I was also doing something else. And that's because you know, I established in radio, especially here in the Philippines, you're not just a radio DJ, you're a slashy. You're a radio DJ slash like a voice talent slash a marketing professional slash a copywriter slash whatever other job you can take while balancing your duties as a radio show host. And I did that right up until the point that I got furloughed from Wave. I felt like I had this fire under my ass, which, sure, it led me to being relatively financially stable in my career, but it was largely motivated kind of out of spite. <laughs> now, I really wanted to prove my mom wrong. Now, I wanted to show her na, oh, kaya ko, and I stuck with radio, and I did it. <laughs> but it's also why over the years, I have kind of made it a point to tell my mom how much money I made from the different jobs I got to do, whether it's radio, whether it's voiceover or hosting or writing or whatever other job that came my way. Because I handle my finances alongside my mom, alam niya how much I'm making. And I tell her now, oh, I got X amount from this commercial, X amount from this client. Sinasabi ko talaga, just so I can prove to her that I didn't make a mistake all those years ago that I can make a stable income. Na professional din ako. I've got my own official receipt. I've got my certificate of registration from the BIR. I'm a taxpayer. All of my shit is documented. I just really wanted to prove na I could also be financially responsible even though the career I chose was not the conventional one, was not something that she would have picked, not something her friends would have picked, not something that Anybody in her circle would have picked, unlike I did. Because well, I felt like I had a bit of wiggle room and I could do it. So for years, that was the motivation, right? It was really just making sure that I stayed afloat, that I could keep doing radio and keep doing all these other gigs. And all of that really changed last year. See, in May of 2021, I auditioned for WWE to be part of their Tagalog announce team. I got a call from the local networks that WWE was looking for somebody local to do their commentary in Tagalog. And I did an interview, did an audition. And right around that same time, my guama or my maternal grandmother, so, you know, my mom's mom, who I was very close to, I love so dearly, she passed away last year in May. And it was a very tough time in the family, especially since, you know, COVID was still, well, COVID is still wreaking havoc. But at the time, traveling to the States was just not an option because that's where she lived. She lived in the States. And it just wrecked us that we couldn't go to the States to be with my guama in her dying days. Now, all I wanted to do was to hold her hand in her last moments. We couldn't do that. Nah, my mom, it wrecked her inside, knowing that the last time she saw her own mother alive, na hindi via video call, was in late 2018, and that she would never have another opportunity. I knew how much that hurt my mom. And it, it was fucking painful to not be able to fly to the U.S. because of this goddamn pandemic. It would take weeks for people's burials to be arranged and processed and all that. So we laid Guama to rest in June of 2021. And I remember the ceremony 
was the worst day of my life. Like we had to attend her burial via Zoom. My entire family was in my parents' bedroom. Naka set up yung Zoom. I was delivering my eulogy for my guama with zero emotion because I was just trying not to break down. I just felt so dead inside and so cold. Na parang we were celebrating my guama's life, and there I was. I was just so dead. I couldn't. I couldn't read this beautiful eulogy I'd written. I couldn't even read it with any emotion because I was just so dead. And, you know, not to mention a poet pahame because it was like past midnight because of the time difference. So that, that was really horrible. And we went to bed that night. And literally the next morning, after one of the worst days of my life, I got a call. And it was from the executive that had contacted me who would end up becoming my boss. And he basically told me that I'd gotten the job. He said that they liked my work that they wanted me to be part of WWE's first ever Filipino announce team and that they had a job offer. And it was the job. You know, like when you think about it, like how many people grow up having a dream job and actually have the chance to be offered that job by the company that you envisioned working for? Like you could dream about being an NBA player, but how many people actually get to be an NBA player? Or you can dream about being the front man of a band. And how many people actually get to be the front man of a band and perform in front of tens and thousands of people? Or you can dream about becoming the president of your country, you know, whatever country you live in, diba? But really, how many people actually get to be elected or get to be named or get to be appointed president of whatever country? And here I was. Being told that I have the biggest career opportunity ever after one of the worst moments, experiences of my life. My first phone call was to my mom. And credit to my mom, she's a fucking badass. Because who goes to work and tries to keep it together after one of the worst moments to happen to you? If I lose a parent and... I would have to lay them to rest. I don't think I'd be able to work for about a week. My mom went to work the next day. And I called her up and I just told her, Ma, I got it. I got WWE. And the woman broke down. <laughs> it doesn't take much to make her cry, especially when she's watching something on TV or on Netflix or whatever. But for her to just break down the way that she did on the phone at work through her face masks, just blubbering. It, it was a moment. It was something I'll never forget. Because both of us were just blubbering and speechless. And all she could audibly say through her tears and through her blubbering was congrats. Because she was probably shocked too. And... I guess through the tears and through our blubbery and our I love yous and you know how she was like, thank you, Lord, and all that. I think you know. Yun eh. I think that's the moment that made me go, look, Ma, I made it. Cause my mom has seen everything, like the struggle through making it to this station and that station, this time slot and that time slot going through the local wrestling scene, getting that knowledge about the industry, going through the hosting scene, the voiceover scene, all of the different jobs and all the different careers that I've learned and I've gotten into and am trying to continue to be better at. 
she's seen a lot of it. And for her to know just how much this opportunity means to me and for me to get it, now of all the people in the world to have these two jobs to be in the Filipino announce team of the WWE, I'm one of those two people. One of only two people who can have those seats at that table. I guess it validated all those years, all those choices to my mom. And I don't know, for some reason, I look back at that moment and I guess the only thing that really makes me sad about it is my guama wasn't able to share in that moment with us. But my mom and I have that moment. We had that moment together. And my sister was there too. Yun, that's the look ma I made it moment, you know? After all of the career choices and the self-doubt, which, you know, continues to happen but in, to this day. But after that journey to get to that point, in the words of my favorite wrestler, Brian Danielson, fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you. I hope you enjoyed the story. I wish there was like a big lesson, but I think it was already there somewhere right before this point. So I'm just going to end the podcast here and I'm going to say thank you. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hearing me stammer and almost blubber my way through the end of this podcast. And if you like it, let me know. Hit me up at underscore Stancy. I am curious to hear about what you think. Probably not what you expected when you asked me to share the look ma, I made it uh, moment. As I get out of here, just want to say thanks again to all the producers over at Podcast Network Asia for the work that they do. They are the real MVPs around here. And thank you for taking time out of your day to check out the podcast. If you haven't yet, go ahead and hit me up at underscore Stancy. Let's have a conversation. And I'll see you next week for the next episode of On Deck with Stan C. Until then, my usual reminders, keep those double masks on. Get your vaccines if and when you can. And come May 9, 2022, go out and vote. At sabi nga ni Angelica Panganiban, huwag bumoto ng magnanakaw. My name is Stan C. Thank you very much. And I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.